listening to Post Credit Depression, where we discuss this week's current hyperfixation. I'm Kaylin, and I had a caramel candy behind her eyes back while she was at work today. When I was at work today? It's your... Whose turn is it to introduce themselves? <laughs> I'm Mariah, and Kenzie thought we were friends for a whole year before we were actually friends. I'm Kenzie, and I don't just take people on sushi dates that I'm not friends with. Also... Fuji apples are horrible, so if you go pick apples, make sure you get Jonathan one or like a red crimson one, because that shit slaps. <laughs> yeah, we went Fuji apple. apples. Speak. We picked way more than we should have yesterday what? when we went apple picking. <laughs> Listen, I've never gone apple picking, at least I don't remember at this age. Um, so when we got there, it was just fun pulling them off and being like, these are our apples and putting them in our bags. But then we realized the Fujis were pretty disgusting. Well, yeah, we followed Keelan's boyfriend. Well, well, Mm -hmm. at first we were just going to pick these random apples. They had six different breeds of apples. And (laughs) (laughs) then Kaylin got the balls to actually bite one. And we realized what a mistake it was. We had two full bags of Fuji apples instead of... Yeah, I was like... And, like, the two rules were not to eat the apples and not to drop them on the ground. (laughs) Hey, every group I saw walking by all had a bitten into apple. And then I proceeded to place these perfectly good Fuji apples on the ground. I know, they kind of look like kids just being dropped off, never to be picked up again. But to be fair, there's already like a hundred apples on the ground, and <laughs> well, it was, was the first day of picking, so there's plenty more apples Oh yeah, to pick. plenty of days, it's the first day, and it was fine. But we got plenty of Jonathan apples, that we are in fact turning into caramel apples, We taste after tested. this podcast. We taste tested all of the apples, and deemed Empire, not good, Fuji, basic and no, I think the Empire ones were good. I think it was the Melrose ones that were good. No, we didn't care for the Empire ones. We literally picked oh, the Red Crimsons up. and Jonathan's. Mm-hmm. The Empire, you were like, no. And then what was the I think we got one? Melrose ones. Oh, no, the... I can't remember only... only yeah. The Melrose... Only your boyfriend Rose. Were, uh, and then the Corn... I always call them Cornell, but I don't think they were called Cornell. I gotta say, though, they were the best Cortland? apples in my life. It was life. Cortland. The Cortland apples were not good. No Cortland, nor Mel... No, no Melrose and no Fuji. Fuji. So if you guys are looking for the best apples of your lives during Jonathan fall season, I allowed to say we're no, no, you should not say that. <laughs> oh, why? Do you think people will find go us? Go to whatever farm. You it's want a very to go to. Pop- just just go to your local pouch. apple farm and just don't get the Fuji ones, Melrose yeah. and the <laughs> and the whatever the C one was. In the in the Cortland Cortland ones, something like that. And just, check for spiders before. Yeah, oh definitely check for spiders. The amount of times I saw both of you go. <laughs> I'd go to pick up a, an apple, and a spider would be sitting in the stem like a little seat. He was chilling. Oh my! The God. listeners are like these weird ass girls biting into these apples with spiders, probably, in them. and probably some form of pesticide on them. No, we I rubbed, rubbed it on our shirt. <laughs> yeah, we we rubbed the shows nice and shiny. We said this is good enough. <laughs> you know, it wouldn't hurt. We've probably done worse. Girl, I'm about to fall in love with the chair. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's your name's so good that it's then. literally the same creator of your name. Which, I mean, it's been a while since I think he's done anything like that huge. Um, never mind. He said, listen, y'all, I gave you your name in absolute, like, perfection of an anime movie. And you guys are asking for more? I'm just gonna meme you. You're getting a chair, senpai. <laughs> chair they senpai. had no business making that, man. So fine. I'm- I haven't even watched the whole trailer. I literally saw a couple scenes and I said, that man with his long hair. Let me say to Kenzie. And I was like, here's the whole trailer. Let me actually watch the trailer. <laughs> so, I'm not complaining. He kind of gave me, um, what is that wolf, that wolf anime you made us oh. watch scenes? He kind of gave me similar My vibes. God. Oh, wolf children. I yeah. want to watch that so bad because he looks so hot. But we already know the ending. I don't care. I don't I mean, know what it is about those coded 
you know, male leads with long, dark hair. They don't talk <laughs> The silent type, long hair, broad I'll, shoulders. I'll eat it up every time. Mm-hmm. Chef kiss. They know what they're doing to me. I will be their number one seller. It's fine. You and I. They will never the... run out. <laughs> it's so okay. what are you introducing this week, Mariah? So we just got done watching Over the Garden Wall, which is a Cartoon Network original written by Patrick McHale, who is also a writer for some of the Adventure Time and Marvelous Misadventures of Flapjack. Really? Yeah. That's why it's so funny. Yeah, that's why it's so funny, and that's why probably some of it's very weird. Yeah. <laughs> and it was made in 2014. I actually only know about the show because Kaylin tried to make me watch it about two years ago, and I didn't because we weren't really friends then, but it's fine. I told her, I lied to her and said I would watch it. I said, yeah, I'll get to it. And then she's like, well, it's not really like the fall time, and you, it's only really good in the fall. And I was like, okay. And then uh, <laughs> the next year came around, Kaylin was like, you are watching it right now. And she showed me the first two episodes, and I was like, what the fuck am I watching? This is a weird-ass cartoon. I don't understand the purpose. And then I said, I don't really care for this show, but I continue to watch it because I love Kaylin Dooley. And then I got to the third episode, and I was like, wait a second, this is so funny. Is that the school episode? It is. And I think that Greg's just so funny in that episode. So, now that we've just finished, even though you guys have seen this multiple times before me, and I chose to share it, what are our opinions? <laughs> um, so, to anyone watching, this is a spoiler alert. Only because it's that short of a show that we just watched it all, we wanted to talk about it all. If it was longer, we probably wouldn't spoil it as much. But uh, if you haven't watched Over the Garden Wall, I highly recommend watching it. It's only like two hours max of your life, bro. It's not that hard. <laughs> It's shorter um, than a regular movie. It, it your dad's already going to make you watch um, It's a Wonderful World. No, what's it? It's a Wonderful Life. I never watched that. Yeah, for Christmas. That black and white film. I know. With Mr. Potter. Dying. <laughs> uh, well, I think we all had different favorite episodes, so maybe we could mention those. Oh, we can. What was your favorite episode, Mara? Uh, my favorite episode is the teacher episode because, one, it's like the first episode that really got me into it. Um, plus, I think Greg is his most, like, crazy, weird self in that one, and I think it's so funny, and I love the teacher song. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite episode, hmm, I think I like the tavern episode. I like all the different characters in the songs. I'm the highwayman. I make ends meet, just like any man. I work with my I hands. I well. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> And what's your favorite episode? Um, I thought it was the mansion just because I thought it was a really funny concept that their houses were together. Yeah. But I feel like, um, where, when is Greg, like, the most prevalent within an episode? Because it was always the times when he had the most lines that I was the happiest. Frog one is pretty good. The frog one and, and the teacher when he talks about it. Drum love, me! Drum me in the face! That's what I was saying. <laughs> I actually really love the frog one when he's singing because he's like, drum me! Drum me in the face! And he's so serious. And he's like, new. ow! 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 <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely a good one. Man, that's actually... I, I, I do want to comment. I'm putting this in the podcast. I want to comment that it is a very musical show. And, like, soundtrack, great. Dandy. for the apple yay to me. And, like, there's so much more depth to some of the songs that aren't in the show. So, like, it really is good. Every episode's got a little tune of its own. And I be jamming along mm-hmm. every single time. It's a bop. It is. I, I played that shit when I was cooking dinner the other day, actually. I was cooking, and I was just like... I was about to sing a song, but I couldn't think of one. I don't want to sing too much. I yeah, to I cycle flagged. through quite a few playlists now, and it's, it's it's a mood. But if you keep going through the playlist... I hear Bean. Bean guys. is this begging time. to get... He's really trying right now. This is the Bean. hottest he's been. 
if you listen to the to it far enough, you will get to a French version of potatoes and, mona- and molasses. Yep. Oh, potatoes <laughs> et <I'm>... molasses. <laughs> and I didn't know. I was like, I love this song. And I was like, wait a second. Greg is not speaking English anymore. <laughs> but it's like a slower version too. So it's literally like potatoes et molasses. It's when they find Greg. But does he sing it? Tree. Does he sing it in French in that scene? I think the show itself is like such a like. You did point out how, like, it was very dreamy on the corners, but even when they, like, weren't dreaming, it still had the corners, so I think that the show itself is just a very dreamy show. I was trying to keep an eye out for that, for, like, that episode when he's, like, in the real world, and I'm like... Yeah, oh, yeah, if the corners were They were still. They were still When he was in the hospital, it was. Oh. Well, I feel like maybe they just wanted to keep it consistent throughout the show, but considering our conversation we were talking about, maybe they're in this in-between or, like, purgatory. Yeah. It makes so much sense that the edges are blurred so that it feels like their perspective in a dream. I love how nostalgic the whole show is and the homages it makes... Homages? Homages? Homages, yeah. Uh, it makes to old-style animation. Um, the voice actors, the... Um, I'd say even animation choice references. Like, when you see them, like walking a really long-winded way in, like, a one-shot, like, animation is just Greg and we're walking around along a path. I'm just, like, it feels so old and, like, um, classic. Yeah, it does feel classic. Like, for something as, like, early as 2014, it feels like something that, like, would have been made in, like, the early 2000s, Mm -hmm. 90s style. What's weird to me is I think it feels old, but it also feels so new. Modern. Because they took, like, the best parts of old shows, like, Flapjack, how they have all these painted backgrounds. And the colors. The color scheme's really accurate to, like, Flapjack aesthetic as well. Yeah, but it's interesting because I feel like the color palette makes it feel new because a lot of um, old cartoons, even older ones, Mm -hmm. you know, are still really colorful. And you don't really see a show that this is this funny and silly. Like, Adventure Time, it's very colorful. It's not as deep as this show. Yeah. The character designs, if you look at, like, a lot of the eyes, it's like... 1920s style character designs and animation like Betty Boop and some of like the old North one like it that reminds me of like a Popeye scene. Oh my gosh, it does. Betty it does Boop like or a something. Mm-hmm. Um, the Highway Man is uh, referencing the. You guys have seen the skeleton animation where he's dropping his pants and pulling them back up like that. Little, <laughs> and, and, and Caleb sent me the TikTok. Put your pants back up. This place is already haunted. <laughs> I was. I called her. I was like, that was fucking hilarious. I was. I was part of that video. It, it makes references to like that old like where the size of the animation changes throughout because mm-hmm. like it's just it was the technical animation that they did then, and that scene was animated by um, Nick Cross, the art director of the show, and I just I love that scene or. Gets small and big, and yeah. it's all wacky. The whole characters do that, like even when they're yelling, like "Yeah, love his whole head is like <laughs> sing as your love song." Yeah. I think that I like that the episodes are all like such different concepts. Like very rarely does the episode like bleed into where it's like, even though it is one whole story, it feels like it's separate stories amongst each other. Yeah, very episodic, and um, overall, I like the the tone shift from fall to winter. It's like. I feel like after the frog episode, we're just not allowed to be happy anymore in the show. It, like, just gets completely dark. It does. And it starts, starts so really bubbly deep. with the teacher episode and the pumpkins. Yeah, and then it's just, like... the teacher episode feels like end of summer. Mm-hmm. Like, you haven't even really gotten mm-hmm. to fall yet. Um, it's interesting, because, you know, when you, like, watch or read Harry Potter, it's, like, after the fourth book or movie, 
um, it's depressing as fuck after that. Like, you're like, Voldemort is coming. And, like, the color story for Over the Garden Wall feels the same way after the frog episode. Yeah, when you first showed it to me, I was like, wow, it's such a funny show. Like, look at Greg with his beady eyes running around. Ha ah. And, and then, then all of a sudden it starts getting really deep. And I'm like, wait a second, there's an actual story happening right now. <laughs> like, it's not just like, it's not just like a normal, like, cartoons nowadays are just, like, episodic. And that's it. I guess it depends on which ones you're watching. That's true. I feel like actually a lot of newer ones have such an overarching, like, deeper story. Yeah. Um, but they c- contain the humor in it, which I think is really cool. Yeah, that's what I think. The fact that it's not just individual stories. It is, like, at the end of the day, it is one full story. And it doesn't mm-hmm. really tie together until you get to the end, which I think, like, mm-hmm. I love shows and movies that give me that edge of the seat feel like, oh, my God, what's going to happen next? How is this going to make sense? I want to just know, like, how they came up with the concepts for all the episodes because they go... Like you said, pretty far in different kinds of story. They're in a guy's mansion. They're, you know, um, helping a girl with an evil spirit that's possessed her. They're on a frog boat. Like, I want to know. But <laughs> but it all ties into the same world. I'm just like, I want to know how, what their mood board looked like. How did yeah, they come up I'm, with that? Yeah, that storyboard is probably insane. They yeah, their storytelling really reminded me of JoJo. It's like, they get into these problems that you really don't know how they're going to get out of. Like, the... Um, when they were in the haunted house with Lorana and everything, mm-hmm. and he had the bell and the frog, and he was shaking it's like, him. Let's try my plan. <laughs> it's just like it's always like, what would you do in that situation? And then Greg comes up with some weird solution. Poor Greg just wanted to be a leader. Little did he know he was actually in charge like the whole damn time. He was. <laughs> he was the only reason why they kept going forward. It's fine. Well, who's your favorite character? Um, definitely Greg. Um, obviously. <laughs> He's just so funny, and I feel like because he doesn't take things so seriously, he's able to calm down and actually look at situations for what they are. Mm-hmm. Obviously in his Greg silly way, but if we look at it, nine times out of ten, he finds more of the solutions than Wirt, who is constantly... Watering. Why do I relate to Wirt so I know, so me much? too. Fuck. <laughs> Sometimes I look at you guys as my friends, and I'm like, the answer is so obvious, and you guys are like, no. We can't do it that way. No, yeah, it has to be a certain way. I don't I'm know. I'm like, really, just go like tell that person rules. how you feel. There, there's fake And you're like, rules. no. There's fake <laughs> rules. And Greg was constantly breaking those rules, but then being fine. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm worried, I'm like, oh, stop it. <laughs> the instant tenseness of like, please, please, you have to keep doing this straight line. Even though that loop-de-loop is going to get you to the same location. <laughs> Who's your guys' favorite background characters? Yeah, yeah, it was definitely like a side character. Who's your favorite side character? Um... Am I allowed to say the frog? Is that <laughs> um, easy? Yeah. yeah. No, no. I'll pick like a. I'll pick like a sidekick from episode. Um, give me a second. God damn it! I, I suddenly can't remember. I liked the horse. I was gonna say the horse, and I was like, is that like? I mean, he didn't have a lot of lines, but I just thought it was so funny. Oh, he just wanted to steal all the time. Um, I can't think. My favorite character is Enoch, the black cat that goes inside the stuffed pumpkin. And he's also just the, the judicial po- uh, yeah. politician figure in this town. Why can't I think of episodes? I thought Enoch was the name of the actual pumpkin man that was standing. I think that mm-hmm. the, I think that the dead skeletons don't understand that. No, the, I the like cat is I like oh the cat the character the Enoch. cat literally rules that big old guy. Yeah, and I don't yeah. think they realize it that the cat is actually I didn't in charge. Know that. Did you see him at the end? He popped out. Yeah, I just thought the cat was chilling in it. I didn't know that was him. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, yeah, I think my favorite character's gotta be, like, the frog. Mans doesn't speak. But he sings. Sings a nice tune. And for a frog, he rolls with them. Like, he doesn't run away at all. Like, even when he Greg too. puts him down, he hops with them. He's yeah, like, he, ride he's or die. Part, he's a part of this family I'm your frog now. now. He, I he will say, like, it's funny how them. they pick and choose which animals 
which animals speak. Sorry, I wanted to hear what you said, but I, I also awkwardly paused realizing that I was recording. What did you say? Oh, I just said he'd freeze to death with him. Yeah. Like, he could have gotten the mud. He, man slept, he grabbed one little leaf, and he said, I will sleep too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I do think it's funny that they pick and choose which animals speak. Like, I remember the first time watching the only animal I processed that was speaking was a bluebird, and I was like, well, that makes sense, because she's important to the story. Mm. Wrong. Other animals were also speaking. Mm. Even, then, like, the fish was fishing, and he was speaking, but then the duck that couldn't lay eggs was not speaking. They were just existing, and, and the dog. Had, and the dog didn't speak. Well, maybe they were choosing not to speak. The gorilla couldn't speak. Just, just like Fred. You're right. Fred? Fred chose what he wanted to. <laughs> yeah. Fred was like, I'm eating my food and you're fucking annoying me. He was like laughing his ass off, like keeping he his He was. Secret. You could he see how like... he was like, when he was like going, eh, and he'd be like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm a fucking horse. <laughs> I would agree, I would agree. What? I, oh no, I was just waiting to see if you'd acknowledge the gorilla comment. I, I gave you a look about but the gorilla. the audience can't hear your look. <laughs> <laughs> to the audio listeners. <laughs> I gave Caitlin a full side eye because of the gorilla comment, <laughs> but so, it's fine. Another question. How did you guys feel when you first found out the twist that they live in, like, a, I, I'm not going to say modern, I don't know what decade yeah. uh, Greg and Wirt are from, but to find out that they're just, like, normal grade schoolers that are just going out for Halloween and that Greg is mm-hmm. an elephant. This is funny because obviously it's my episode, I'm presenting this, but Caitlin knows the show in so many more levels than I do because she is on the show to us. <laughs> So I'm like, I'm like, that's a great question, Caitlin. <laughs> well, if you want to ask that. No, no, I, I didn't think about it. That's why you're I said that's the, a great question. You're the newest watcher, though, so you have yeah. a lot of fresh, like, opinions on what you think about the show. I would know? agree. Um, I think the first time, which one laugh is that? The first time, the first time I watched it, I think that, at first I think I was kind of confused, because obviously, like, timeline of a show, I was like, why are we in this moment? But also, I understand that shows do those twists mm-hmm. where they present. I know you're just looking at me like that, and I know it's just your face, but I'm like, she is judging my opinion right now. No, I'm not. I'm I just know. autistic. Um, <laughs> I just have a plain face sometimes. I'm like, I liked the twist. I thought it was greatly appreciated. Versus them just showing me like they could have just shown me the story. They didn't have to give me the twist. But I loved like seeing them in like their real world because then I'm like, oh, I get to see like how they ended up in this, which obviously would still like in. Uh, an idea. We'd have to look up and see, like, me, what the creator's intentions were, if they even have that, of, like, what they did, and if it is, like, a purgatory well, type situation. that's what I wanted to talk about after, because my answer to the question ties into that. Yes, Kenzie? Oh, I was just gonna say my opinion. <laughs> I'm, like, full-on starting my opinion. She said, yeah. hold on. I wasn't even I, done. I was like, I don't want the answer oh. to the question, because I gotta tell you what yeah. I thought. Oh, well, you know Mariah's not even done. Um, I just thought it was a very interesting twist. I liked that... I think it's funny that they went through so many seasons and then you go back and it's Halloween. Like, current time is Halloween. But in, like, this, like, world, they went through so much time. So I thought it was very interesting to see, like... And I think that... I think I talked to you about this. I wonder if, like, each episode was, like, some weird subconscious lesson for war. Specifically. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like made sense because obviously he was the character that changed and grew, like, the most throughout. Mm-hmm. And maybe even, I mean, something for Greg, but I think it was more of a war-told story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my opinion about the seeing that they were actually just regular kids was when I first got to see the flashback of them being regular kids, I wasn't really surprised by it. I was like, this totally seems like a purgatory kind of story or like this in-between death. Like, that was my first guess. Um, but I really liked seeing where what the actual story was about 
which wasn't just only about love or cliche stories. I really liked how it was Wurt struggling to accept this brother of his that isn't a quote-unquote full blood brother and mm-hmm. isn't a stepbrother. Like, it's an even more complicated relationship. But It showed the depths of the characters. Yeah, it doesn't... I'm not trying to say that half-siblings or full-siblings matter more than one or the other, but for a kid who doesn't understand that, that, that it doesn't matter, it was so cool to see them make a cartoon about that kind of relationship mm-hmm. for once. Um, even just, like, the marriage part, too. I mean, I have half-siblings. I remember just being, like... Because I have a, one full brother, and I'm like, that is loud as hell, Bean. Bean! I have one full brother, but I remember being like, you're not really my sister. Like, you have a different dad than me. Yeah. So, like, definitely understandable. Like, I mean, you have step-siblings. That's even, like... I have step-siblings. I have step-siblings. That's even, like, further I disconnect. Have, I have a half-sibling, too. Uh, Lacey and I only share a mom. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> you <guys> <laughs> <a girl-wise? laughs> So, like, you understand that depth even more with step sibling. That's, like, even a separate, further separation. Yeah. And I would agree that the story, it totally seems like it's for Wirt mm-hmm. and, like, what he struggles with. I and mean, if you think about his age compared to Greg, Greg hasn't really gone through enough that people have made him think that he has to think a certain way. How old is Greg? Like, eight? Way. He looks quite young. <laughs> yeah, he's a very selfish kid in the beginning. He doesn't even look like he's in middle school. Yeah. He looks like he's in some sort he's of like elementary school. He's, like, 10 years school. old. <laughs> and then Wirt, you know, he's gone through, like... The middle school years. He's in high school now. Mm-hmm. I thought you. Uh, I, like, I was talking about Wirt. Wirt's a very selfish kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's very self-centered. He's thinking about how he's stressed out and what he's going through. So, I don't know. I just really loved the the relationship dynamic and seeing how it grew and how he had to acknowledge, like, I, ha- I should care about my brother more. Like, why am I so self-centered and why am I caring about what other people think about me instead of, you know, my brother, who is still my brother, no matter how much I want to be upset about my mm-hmm. parents getting divorced and... That was more of a deeper take, and I know we're No, it really goofy. shows. It definitely shows. I mean... Well, that's the part of the twist. Think about the first episode where he's like, come on, Greg, keep walking. I don't have time for this. Keep walking. Yeah, he's so dismissive. Yeah. And Greg, Greg's like, okay. And then later on, on the on the, the boat episode, he's like singing along with Greg. He's like, wow, I love my brother. Jamming. And then he just gets like... I don't want to say... He doesn't get pissed at him later, but he's just like, I don't have time for you anymore. Greg's just like, I'm just trying to exist. You know, I, yeah. I came into your life, man. And then... <laughs> and I didn't ask to be here. Yeah. <laughs> And then he realizes, like, shit, that is my brother at the end of the day, and he did help me. Yeah. Well, I had an opposite uh, take. I did not guess that it was purgatory literally till they fell in the water. I know you were like, I kind of figured they were in some weird world, but I just thought, I was like, they'll find the town sign that points them to the direction of their house, like, well, and they'll get I there. I think about death a lot. <laughs> so I, I, <laughs> thought, I thought it was, like, some dream world. I mean, after the first episode I did, but the second, actually... When Beatrice was introduced, I was like, they are not in the real world. This is a talking fucking bird. <laughs> and I mean, you look at Greg's, res- I mean, Wart's response, he's yeah. like, you are talking? You know? Yeah. So, so like, the second I see a talking bird, I'm like, eh, this is not a real life, this is a dream world. Specifically, Jason Thunderburger. <laughs> hey, Sarah, you want to go to the graveyard with us? What do you think? I would like to talk about how he was hyped up to be this, like, I'm not kidding, like, that scene where the jock is, like, talking to Sarah, I was like, he, he, he knows Jason, like, they're best friends, like, he's clearly a fucking football player, and he's in love with Sarah, the mascot, and I'm like, cool beans, where's he at? This man walks in, this fucking bowl cut, looking like a president. <laughs> even, <laughs> like even a the mean girls, father. even the mean girls were even hyping him girls. up. I like to comment, that girl that was dressed up with an egg, her arms were in the egg suit, there were no, there were no armholes, she was like, I'm an egg. She committed. 
Yes. <laughs> like, but they were making it seem like this man was, like, top dog. Like, I was thinking, like, popular boy in school. Even if he wasn't in, like, the football team, I was like, this is about to be the shit. Yeah, Sarah didn't want anything to do with him. No, this man walked in with, like, this Justin Bieber-looking haircut. His face was, like, this big. <laughs> He's making jokes left and right to Sarah, and Sarah's like, it's okay. It's like, you- He's like, got closer and closer. <laughs> and then he like, was trying so hard. Me. And the fact that I guarantee you, like, obviously, like, not knowing because they don't show, I guarantee you Wart is, like, regularly, like, low-key flirting with Sarah. And he's like, I don't have a chance. I bet you Sarah's, like, giving him all the clues, all the windows. Like, this is your opportunity to make a move. <laughs> and the second Wart hears the words Jason Thunderbird, he's like, it's done. It's over. Even though Sarah is making it very clear that she does not like him. <laughs> I like Kenzie's comment that Jason Fun- Thunderburger looks like he could eat someone's skin. <laughs> he, he said he is a cannibal. He is a cannibal. He could be a sociopath. Yeah. It he kind of has Jeffrey how... Dahmer here now that I think about it. it. That is why I said it. Thank you. That's <laughs> why I made the comment. But, like, it just shows how low of a self-esteem he has. Yeah, 100%. Like, I mean, what? The, the opening scene is him tearing up that fucking tape, throwing it, and he's like, actually, just kidding. And he's just like, wait, no, I'm getting it. rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> like, man's is a Virgo. He's debating his whole life right here. And it's fine. And he, you know what? He was not supposed to go to that football game. He was supposed to take care of his brother. And that's why he got tortured for nine episodes about his brother. <laughs> and it's fine. He'll learn his lesson. We all, we all got lessons. Wonder what Greg's will be. Greg's was to maybe take things a little more seriously. Well, he learned responsibility. Yeah, like, he learned a little bit. Like, even when the uh, fairy was like, I can't grant you that wish, you know, like, you can't help your brother if he doesn't want to help himself. And he's like, then I know what I have to do. And he, like, took the responsibility for that, like, little yeah. ending and he's quest. Like, he's like, I messed up. Like, oh, like, he realized maybe you can't do everything you want to do, but that doesn't mean you can't, you don't have to be so serious. Yeah, yeah, like, definitely. Like, sometimes you just gotta, like, Take a minute, sir. But, like, I think that feeds back Reflect. into Ward's thing about it is he is the little brother. He's he's just a kid. He, and you can't expect him to even be able to take care of himself because he still ended up in the beast's sand. So he's like, yeah. shit, like, I can't blow my brother off because I wasn't there for him as the older brother. Man's and first episode said, can you quote situation. him for me? You do it good. Um, Boy, you've got it all wrong. <laughs> you are the elder child. Dude, deadass. He literally told him what <laughs> yeah, he needed to he know did. in the first and, episode. And they said to give the frog a proper name, which they never did, but it's fine. You are responsible name. for you and your brother's actions. <laughs> I would fight Jason Thunderburger if I went to school with him. Yeah, Somebody have... a- else ask about the beast. Oh, about the beast? Yeah. The beast is upon us. Well, well I, think... I was asking the question at the end of like, um, yeah, he blew the light out, mm-hmm. so the beast was gone so so well, maybe we can re- prefix what the, what the beast who the beast is we haven't talked about him um, all this whole show actually which is actually funny because he's very important well in case you guys haven't watched um the beast is this you know anonymous kind of figure following them throughout the episodes with each episode you kind of see or hear more of him um and he's following them because he wants to eat their souls but before he does that he wants them to turn into edelwood trees so that the uh, woodsmen can, you know, cut them down, turn the wood into oil, and keep the, l- the lantern, lantern going. going. So not really eat him, but they Which I'm assuming the lantern him. is his soul. That's my preference so, of the... Oh, so he's kind of eating them, but through oil. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he's scary. And, and he's he stalks these fuck. two boys every episode. There are a few where, like, he doesn't really make an appearance, but, like... His presence grows stronger and stronger every episode. He's like yeah. on their ass. They definitely don't. They don't even mention him. So it's just like the mansion episode. They don't mention the beast like at all. 
No, they mentioned the Beast the first episode, and then the second uh, episode um, after the pumpkin uh, town. Um, shut the fuck up. Pottsfield. Yeah. Um, there's an Adelwood leaf that, like, That's what I'm saying. There's, there's, some, the, there's sometimes they don't even mention him. In the mansion one, they don't mention him at all. You yeah. Gotta, you gotta be an avid watcher to know when he Those is cues. brought up in a subtle way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's following the whole time. But that's who he is. My thing about the Beast is, like, is he, like, the Reaper? Is he, like, kind of death itself? Because if they would have succumbed to the Beast, it makes sense that they would have died in real wor- real life. So at the end of the show, when the Woodsman blows out his light in the lantern, is he really gone, or is he just gone for now? Yeah, you know? Mariah wouldn't let us talk about this much longer. She's like, save it for the podcast, <laughs> but... Um, we were talking about them falling into the water during the, you know, uh, modern world. Um, what's it? The home world, I'll call it. Like, like current time. Current time. Well, it's not even about time. It's just like an otherworldly thing. Um, they fall into the water. and I, Like, even if they're dead for a second, they're in some sort of purgatory. They had not quite passed on to, you know, heaven or hell. They are just in purgatory. And him being the Reaper, that's Kenzie's theory, is that, like, he gets you, turns you into mm-hmm. Adelwood, and then, like, you die. Which is also funny, because it's not, it's not like... And they would have died in the water. It's not like this quote-unquote reaper figure, like, died. Literally, like, the, the the woodsman blew the candle out. Like, what is, so what is the woodsman's yes. powers in this? Well, what's that, what's the blowing of the candle well, technically represent? Like, because other people will go into a state mm-hmm. of kind of purgatory. Kind of like, you know, it's not like Wirt and Greg are the first ones. If you think about it... How did those people get there? The people. I mean, maybe out. it's not really a reaper. Maybe it is just like the dream of. Uh, I don't know how to put it in words. My thought process right now. Like maybe it is some some weird like. Um, like story. I, I don't know how to say what I'm saying. I think that the woodsman. Hold on, Kaylin. You will be next. I think the woodsman is actually alive, and he was in purgatory with them. Hear me out. Valid. And when he was in the house with the birds, like Beatrice's family, it was abandoned. It was like empty and shit, right? But when you see Beatrice finally become a human again, they're in, like, a refurbished version of that house. Mm-hmm. So I feel like she Got was out of like, purgatory as well. Yes. So then the house could, like, be in the present time. Or maybe she didn't get out of purgatory and maybe she yeah. accepted that she was dead. And then her whole family accepted that they were dead. And that they are... Li- they, I mean, they're living in that version of that world with all yeah. those characters. Do you know what I'm saying? So it makes sense that... Wirt and Greg and the Woodsmen were the only three people that were stuck in purgatory and were having to get out. Mm-hmm. I, I think that the whole world of Hotsfield, that house, Beatrice's family, because she even said, why don't you stay here? Like, I think it is a world in its own, whether it's purgatory or not, or that he's a reaper in that world. It is a different world, but I don't think Beatrice got out of it. I think her family is still in there. Well, that's, that's what I kind of, that's why I gave the second option of maybe she had accepted her death, a.k.a. She, you know, she was a bird, and she got to turn back into a human, but she's still in that world, so I think she's stuck in that world because she is dead. And everybody else in that world Mm -hmm. are dead. I think, unless my memory is failing me, which it doesn't do it often, the scene at the end when the woodsman is at his porch with his daughter, it is still a very dark and gloomy setting. So I was going to say something, that the woodsman must have something... Maybe the woodsman and his daughter are both dead. Oh my god, hold on. (laughs) Maybe... He had literally accepted that his daughter, daughter is dead. dead, 
and by blowing out the <gasps> candle, then the then he got to go see his dead ass daughter because he's dead too. I mean, think about it. He was sitting on the porch. It's not like he was in the house. He was sitting on the porch, and then she slowly comes out, like crying, and he's like shocked. And we to said see it there. Her. We said, "Where has she been this whole time? If she was never in the lantern, maybe because they were both." She's dead. already moved on. Maybe they she were both dead, and on. she had already moved on. Wow. You're welcome. So did you end up looking up the actual... um, No. Oh, I thought you did. Okay, okay. I thought that's what you uh, were implying earlier, that you, like, looked up the actual... uh... Mm. We should do that. And then, you know, literally the woodsman is, like, telling them the whole time, like, you need to get out of here. Like, I'm stuck here, and I don't know how to get out. Yeah, 100%. All right, ooh, that was... Someone look it up. I'm only saying that because I'm peeing. Again, I know. Someone look it up. Someone look it up. I'm trying to remember what I forgot. That's fine. Can't see. Uh, I'm like, she's using the secretary, but the secretary has to piss. Okay, alright. <laughs> Since the T guys confirmed to be dead, his name is on the gravestone in chapter 9. T-guy. They could all have just been in purgatory. Who's the T guy? The guy who owns the mansion. Quincy Endicott. Oh my god. Well, do you know there was a scene at the end where where the woman was looking at the painting of the horse in him and they were not with him with her it was just her looking oh my i just got chills girl there was a scene where she's looking at the painting of them and maybe she's not accepting death and stuff like that oh my i just got goosebumps damn son i I, watching i I never noticed that scene where she's watching i remember what i was gonna say now yes say okay my theory is that because you were saying like Oh, well, anybody who goes into the state of almost death, like, will they not run into this world or will they not experience this purgatory, this reaper, whatever's going on? Thank you. <laughs> um, I think because it's Halloween night and it's in that graveyard, mm. I think that... I'm losing my train of thought. I'm sorry. I'm just all over the place. That it's like a portal because it's Halloween night. Yeah, it's a portal because the veil is thin. Yeah, and that they can cross. Um, Yes, I don't think that like if Mariah fell into the water, if it's not her birthday, which by the way, (laughs) her birthday's on Halloween. Hold on, I'm getting too. I'm I'm trying to say too many things at once. Um, let me start over. My theory is that it's not that anybody can just go into this purgatory world by falling in the water, experiencing near death or dying. Mm -hmm. I think it's because it was Halloween. It was Smiley. near a graveyard, and that it was, like, this portal that, like, they could have died. Like, There's let's say it circle. wasn't Halloween night, and it wasn't by that graveyard. They just fell in the water. They could have just been two kids that drowned. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but that slim little portal was there, and because they beat the beast, they mm-hmm. got out of it. I, I think that's valid. I mean, I've, I obviously, like, my preferred, I wouldn't say my preferred, I, I really like sci-fi, fancy type of shit like that. And, like, even, like, I've watched All Supernatural, and there was a whole season where they were in Purgatory, and they made it very clear that there was, like, portals, literally, a portal, like, a portal night or a spell, whatever, to get out of Purgatory. So, I think that's a really valid mm-hmm. uh, prediction, Kinsey. Yeah, and then that kind of answers what happens to the beast. The beast doesn't actually die forever. What a piece I of shit. I think in that, in that world where there was the woodsman, Greg He's always worked, there. I think he's always there, and I think they were able to escape him. So now, I don't know how the, like, All it takes is one person work. to go into Purgatory and relight that lantern. Yeah. I think his soul is always going to exist, but maybe he's not as free when it's, you know, not lit. But if somebody just lights the lantern, maybe that is Listen, my ass source. falls into Purgatory. I'm like, I can't see. I, I, I'm so dark. Oh, there's this lantern. Well, let me just... Maybe for every graveyard, there's a different beast that haunts those souls that are in that graveyard. I mean, yeah, that's even more intense. Dang, that's insane, because that's really good. Because you're right, it definitely feels like a portally type of thing, because that experience, I didn't even think about the importance of it being on Halloween, because it doesn't feel like Halloween at the beginning of the episode. 
Like, when I first watched, I was like, why the fuck they dress like that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's up? We had our secretary, Kenzie, do some research. Uh, I'm the secretary in this group. <laughs> I'm the secretary. I made, secretary, I made the, secretary. the main boss, Leo Risen, work today. <laughs> I'm working. Doesn't that make you the manager? Oh Damn, son. Well, whatever. So, this isn't, like, confirmed by the creators. I'm not looking at what maybe the creators Just, like, some said. Reddit theories. These are just some people online. Gotcha. But saying that um, that definitely is purgatory. And all the people that are in the show are dead and have accepted that they're dead. Except for the woodsman, Greg, and Wirt. And that's why, you know, that's why they warn them about the beast. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because they can tell that they're real. They're like, y'all are not dead like us. Yeah. Like, actually, I'd argue, sorry to cut you off that the tavern people also have not accepted death because they all fear him and the guy that was driving the cart, the beast is upon me and he's like trying to get away. So maybe they're also in purgatory. But they maybe will, they're stuck they in a will, loop. I mean, they're only in the tavern. They never leave the tavern. And yeah. they even said the 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 baker and the whatever need work. Like they don't have work for people. Yeah, maybe so they, they're all there. Maybe they are still in denial that they're in purgatory, but, but they're stuck in this weird besides loop. Besides the point, although there are other people that are stuck in purgatory with them, I think the point is that Wirt... Greg and the woodsmen have the best chance of leaving. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, those people will probably eventually leave the tavern and get, you know, smacked by the beast at one point. I mean, even my theory of thinking that, like, the woodsman's dead, which, I mean, totally makes sense because they are in a very dark setting still when you see him again, but it's totally possible maybe he got out just like war and, like, maybe, mm. his, maybe his daughter was never dead. Maybe he, that was just his purgatory curse type of thing. Yeah, but it totally makes so much it does more make sense. sense. It does make sense. She is dead. And but I'm just saying, maybe accepted. that, if what you're because saying, maybe he did get out. If he was alive, then why does his background look so similar to the backgrounds in it that does. area? It does. So yeah, that's why I really think he is dead, and he's accepted that he's dead. Yeah, and the daughter had to have gone first because he thought that she was gone. And then he's stuck in his yeah. purgatory looking for her. But really, she's in heaven. <laughs> yeah, meanwhile, meanwhile, Greg and Ward are just do 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 Greg's just singing tunes. Wait, yeah. does that mean that George Washington is also... No, because they also mention in here that people can be buried with items and they're told that they'll have those items when they die. Think about <laughs> Egyptians. That's about no, think about, about Egyptians, things. right? Like, they literally believe that, or at least they did. I don't know what they believe in so now. So Greg picked Do up this frog um, on and, the and side and of this graveyard in his real-world neighborhood, fell in the water, and he got and it from purgatory. I mean, Which so would make sense on why he when, he, when he let, when he let Ward Jr. go, he came right back. Mm-hmm. And I He's mean, like, like, I am your spirit bond. I'm your uh, Alahibre in this world. Alahibre. Man straight up got a contract. He went to he went into hibernation with all the other frogs, and Ronald just came hopping right back. He was like, mm. actually, I belong with you. Yeah, and then they also have just other things like the pumpkin saying, aren't you here too soon? Oh, you yeah. Know, like, oh, yeah. You're not ready to join us. You know, like, you are mm-hmm. not ready to die. Everyone passes through. Or everyone, everyone joins the eventually. Everybody passes through Pottsfield, but that doesn't mean they leave. Like, they, what yeah. was the quote they said? They never just pass through. Yeah, no one ever just passes through Pottsville. they're fucking dead. They can't leave. And you'll join us eventually. You will join us someday. They all do. Yeah. That's I think freaky. That, we never really looked that deep into the show. We're just like, wow, such a cute, fun show. Look at them goofing off. Ha <laughs> ha. Why is it like that? I don't know. Move on. Next show. That's yeah. why it's one of my favorite episodes, too. It's like, yeah. it. the reason why it's not my very they favorite have is this name on the grave, the T-Man. The man is dead. Can you find, there's a, there are two graves. I wonder if they're, whose name is on the other one. It says, this means that he died a long time ago and that he's in the unknown because he's afraid of being alone. By the way, in the house, Quincy, there are peacocks. Peacock, peacocks are a symbol of reborn. Like, rebirth. Mm. 
Why would they just have random peacocks, right? Yeah, they're literally man. random. They, they could put any animal in the house, but they chose to do peacocks. Peacocks are a popular um, yard pet. But, like, why but not more? It's just... Rich, why do we only get to see peacocks, And right? it, the fact that it's all white is freaky. That is a huge symbol in itself. White peacocks. They're even bigger than colorful peacocks. Mm-hmm. When it comes to, like, symbolism. Dang, son. I just looked at the other grave and you couldn't see anything, so... Guys, they wait! Only... <gasps> it says... In episode 8, they are drowning. That means that they're ready to leave the purgatory. That's why the angels appeared to Greg when he fell asleep. So, when they're sleeping, they are actively drowning in the real world. Like, they're almost dead, right? Yeah. The angels appeared to him. Um, he's being carried to heaven. Then Greg meets the queen of the clouds. The queen tells him that he can ask a wish. Greg asks to go home, and she says that he can't go with work because work is now of the beast, a.k.a. almost dead. Mm-hmm. Greg doesn't accept it, and he asks her to give him another chance. He will try to save his brother from the beast now the beast now that the beast has Greg's soul. So literally Damn. Greg went to heaven. Was like, Can I bring work? Because I want to go home. Because he didn't know that he was gonna yeah. stay in heaven. And she said, No, you can't. But you can trade your soul for Worth's soul. So that's or, why he went to the beast, and the beast was like straight up prepared to take Greg's soul in their little quote unquote deal. Purgatory. And then, you know, take Wurtz eventually too, because he just thought Wurt would give so up. He'd stay in purgatory. I don't think and that's why Wirt woke up, because Greg gave his soul to the beast, yeah. and that's the only reason Wirt woke up from his nap. Yeah, I don't think that dead. she wished, like, oh, I want to be taken by the beast instead. I think that he was like, instead of taking me to heaven, my wish is to stay in purgatory and attempt well, to yeah. fight the beast. Like, that's what I mean. Yeah. But also, but to attempt to fight the beast, he'd have to give his own soul to the beast for... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying yeah. I, I don't think he would... All I was saying is I don't think that he asked the... Poor Greg was like, I made one right decision so far, and that was to give up my soul for my brother's soul. Yeah. I'm gonna cry. Bro, man didn't even do the right thing. He said, bring me a gold coin. He said, I got a honeycomb in the middle of the winter somehow. And then, hear me out, he <laughs> says, the birds are talking to them, and, he, and the mom says that you can't help him if you're dead, and Wart says I never helped him being alive. Because he's technically close to death, and he's yeah. like, I can try to help him in this time of death. That totally makes sense, because, yeah, I mean, like you said, even though it was seconds long. Yeah, I, all, all of the show happened within seconds. And, yeah. you know, they call the episode Into the Unknown, which they is, did. like, another reference to, like, nobody knows what happens when you die, you know? Wow. I didn't show. think that dream episode was as deep as you mentioned it to be. Yeah, you, I thought you, it was you like Loki, you like hated the dream episode. They, they confirmed here that the woodsman is definitely dead. And okay. he had to accept I mean, it makes his sense. daughter's death. It, it totally makes sense. Because, like I I didn't notice it beforehand, but watching now, like, the whole setting still feels like he's in that situation. Versus, like, when Greg and them are back and it's bright and colorful and... Beatrice is dead and her whole family that is makes dead, sense. too. I mean, that totally makes sense. It makes also, sense that Greg and War are the only ones alive because all those people were already in that world before they the went. The beast in there. was after the woodsman too because once the woodsman found out what Adel trees were made of, he always warned Lost Souls. Yeah. He's like, "Get out of here! The beast will get you!" And so that's why the beast probably fought him before for the lantern didn't win. And he's like, "I need to find a new lantern bearer because you're not producing Adelwood trees." And I know you were trying to keep your daughter's lantern alive, but you care about other souls too much. You're you're scaring them off. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Like he was aware that he. I think that's true. I think that he was totally aware that he was in this purgatory, and he was like, I will be saving these people because saving I don't want to do this anymore. Even though I'm trying to save my daughter's soul, he thinks he's convinced. He thinks he can bring her back. He does. So he's, like, I... using the existing Adelwood trees that were already there. He's like, because, he's like, I didn't know that these trees were being used for this one. I've signed up for Lantern Bear, but now that I know, I'm going to scare as many kids off as I can. Yeah. Or not just kids, but people. 
I just got chills. I that told show y'all just I got, got so to think about death. I always be thinking about death, and I felt like well, I told Kim the other day when she here. asked me about it. I said I think that they are in like a purgatory, but I didn't go in detail with it. I was just like, yeah, it's probably like a dream or like a purgatory thing. I have never in. thought about the show as deep as I have until we started talking about it this podcast. I mean, any shows like that are really deep. I mean, especially like I didn't. I it gives me like I think I've told you it gave me like a Gravity Falls vibes, and that show's so I've deep. I've not seen. But like if you Falls. watch it, if you watch a child, like you're just like, oh my god, this is such a cute show. Even well, like, oh my god, such a cute show. Cool jokes. Like Greg is so funny all right yeah. think about it seriously you look at those beady eyes and you're like this kid don't know what's going when on when i eventually get you guys to watch Gos- midnight gospel when we talk about it you guys will see that show is for sure created by pendleton ward like he's like top creator for it um and you're gonna be like what is it called midnight gospel yeah and it's really good and the jokes are funny that it's bright are and funny. colorful like this yeah it is bright and colorful That's but funny. it is for a reason actually i can i can see the that it's deeper than they're presenting this dog is a mop I can't, we're pro- we'll probably, I don't know if we could do just one episode about the whole show, because each episode has literally such a deep meaning. It's really good. We'll just see. We'll break it down how we have to. I mean, think about whenever we talk about Attack on Titan, we're not going to be able to do that one episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're like, this, we're going levels. This week is about Levi. Specifically. <laughs> just Levi Ackerman. character arc. Thank you. It's fine. It's fine. Go with Over the Garden Wall. I think overall, the perfect time to watch it is definitely in the fall time. Um, mm-hmm. I have watched it when I... Uh, it's definitely turned into a comfort show for some weird reason, which I don't know why, but I'll be like, damn, my life, moving slow. Let's watch Over the Garden Wall, because I can watch it like that. Because it's mm-hmm. that sort of show. Yeah, it doesn't distract you from what you're doing. Like, just play it. It's short. Kinsey, do you have any, um, it's five, five, five. Um, do you have any other commentary? I feel bad, because I feel like I should have, like, joked more about the show. We got into oh, it's definitely a hilarious show. We just discovered, we just started talking about this just whole now. purgatory, literally right now, This the depths of the show. But if you would have asked us like two days ago, we would have been like, that show's so hilarious. It's so cute. We would have been a lot more Let's giddy. But that's every... podcast talk. Oh, like, you know, no, 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 it is. It, we were just saying, because like, realistically, if we didn't rewatch it like we just did, we probably would have talked about it in such yeah. a calmer light. I would have been like, let's talk about every rock fact. That's starting, a rock fact. Starting with number one. We'll have to start a wait, Patreon. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Uncle, Uncle Endicott said, I don't have no sense. No, no sense, sense at all. Uncle <laughs> <laughs> uh, Endicott pegged me all wrong. He pegged me all wrong. That's my favorite. I, I I quote the no sense all the time to Kid, and I'll be like, that don't make no sense. I quote the, don't be mad. What are you talking about? Going, yeah. spiraling into madness? <laughs> I, I tell Kaylin, you shush. No, you shush. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the no sense at all I quote to people that don't even know where they're going all. So, after watching Over the Garden Wall and talking about it amongst us, Kaylin, would you reshare Over the Garden Wall? Nah. I found my best friends to share it with, and I've already shared with... I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes, I would. Oh, okay. Kaylin, would I share it with somebody? No. Would I recommend it? Yes. You know what I mean. Unless I really like them, like how I like Mariah and Kaylin, yeah, I'd watch the show with them. But I would recommend it to anybody during the fall season. Uh, for how good it is in every sense that we've talked about today. There's other things I would share with people, but like this one I think, you know, I'd rather recommend because I'm only going to watch it with people that I'm really close with. To put it in perspective, audience, uh, when I first met Mariah, I put three shows in her phone's notes. Um, I ba- we were barely friends at the time. It was... I didn't even like her. <laughs> Over the Garden Wall, Promise Neverland, and Beastars. Um... So it is a highly recommended show of mine. I, I'd recommend it to anybody. Most of my recommendations are animation, but it's it's my top three recommended shows. 
I think I would. I don't have a lot of friends that watch animated stuff like you guys, but I think that I would recommend it. I told my friend that she should show it to her child, even though he won't understand the depths that we just broke it down to. I think that, that quite it's still a deaf. funny show, and I think that if she watched it with her child, that she would like it. Um, so, Kaylin, what are you introducing to us next week? Well, not that we're always going to do themes, but because it is fall spooky season, it's spooky season. I'm going to be introducing Silent Hill, the um, adaptation movie adaptation based off of the video game Silent Hill. Because it reminds me a lot of a video game that we play called Little Nightmares. Just the creepy monsters you run into and the... I, I want to say just video game cinematography to it. It's really cool. I mean, and, it's based on a video game, I would imagine. Yeah. It, it just... It's... I'm not one for scary movies, so I'm surprised that my first episode's gonna be like a, in quotation marks, horror movie. But I'm not even that scared by it. I just it's really like, like the story. Psychological horror. Yeah. And I, I think it's something that we could definitely talk deep about next week. 